Hello everybody. Welcome to the 20th episode of the Malaysian Students Podcast. Bringing this episode to you, I am Rishi and the fellow podcaster, Guahao. Hi. A few days ago, we put up a poll on Instagram asking our followers, what would you ask a fluent English speaker? And I have to say, they are overwhelmed by the responses. And today, me and Guahao will be going through a few of the questions that we, are, we have been asked and try to answer them to the best of our abilities. Guahao, are you ready? You sound so formal. It's the essence of speaking English. Formality. Just kidding. <laughs> but, so, here we go. As the first question for this episode, we have how to speak English confidently when it is not your mother tongue. In my perspective, we are comfortable talking our mother tongue because we have been using it since our childhood. So we have lots of instances to practice, for example, with our family members, our friends from our childhood. And this all, all of these, helped us to master the language to the level that we are able to speak it without even thinking. So to speak confidently in English, first you have to have a good base. Something as simple as grammar, intervals, using a specific pressure when you're speaking certain words, syllables, every single, every small thing, when you improve it even by one person, when everything gets together as one whole English language, you will see a significant improvement and your confidence level will grow. But to get confident, there's only one thing, speak, no matter whether you are right or you're wrong. Don't care about it when you are starting up. First, speak. When you speak, the reaction of others will let you know whether your English is good or bad. If it's good, improve it. If it's bad, ask them what is your mistake. This will help you to grow from your mistakes. So, Guahao, what do you think about it? I can't agree with Rishi. Yeah, you... In general, you just have to speak more with people and yeah, let them correct you whenever you say something wrong or use a wrong grammar or vocabulary for that certain situation. Yep, definitely. Right, next up. Uh, what's your opinion towards someone that intentionally learned the British slash the US accent? This is actually a very good question. As we can see, uh, for us, we are, we are in Malaysia. And I would definitely say that none of the podcasters here have a distinct US or British accent. We are more or less using our Malaysian slang. If someone is actually trying to speak in British and US accent, I would actually appreciate and commend their effort. It is not easy to mimic or to replicate how the native English speakers speak. But if someone can manage to do that, it's fantastic. 
But if you ask me whether it is important, like it is absolutely necessary to talk in with that accent, I would say no. All of us have have to understand that English is just a medium for communication. It doesn't matter you are using different accents to speak or not. All that matters is what you are trying to get across, whether it's an information or something you want to say. Make sure that it is understandable and clear. The clarity and the comprehension matters, so that the other person can understand what you're actually saying. So, what do you think, Kohal? Yeah, I would actually uh, admire that he or she, if they manage to actually learn a, a British or U.S. accent, because it's very difficult, especially if you are living in Malaysia, where your environment is just people who speaks other languages or speak the Malaysian English. So yeah, but if you really want to. Intentionally learn this kind of accent. You your environment will have to change so that most of the people you know would speak that particular accent that you're trying to learn. So yeah. The best example we have for someone who is trying to juggle around with accents, you know, you know Tom Holland, right? Tom Holland, Spider Man, Tom Holland, oh, yeah, yeah, Peter Parker. Actually, Tom Holland is it's a British actor from. London, and since Spider-Man, his character is from Queens, which is in, in US, he has to he has to take up a lot of coaches. I think vocal coaches, if I'm mistaken, vocal lessons just to get his US accent. And if we can see in the movies, his US accent is on point, actually. And even in his interviews, he he always juggles between British accent and US accent. That's to amuse people, and I actually I completely appreciate his efforts to his character. He's devoted man. Yeah, this is very, right. very impressive. Super impressive. So from that sentence, I know that all of you can say that we are both fans of Marvel. <clears throat> okay, but that's out of topic. Moving on. The next question we have: What would a fluent English speaker do when talking with someone in English and can't think of the word? Wow. Um. Some people would try to explain the meaning of the word to uh, the person they're talking to, hopeful in hopes that they would get what they're saying. For me, sometimes I would use another language to convey what I'm trying to say. But for someone who is trying to learn English, I don't think that's really a good idea. So, so yeah, that's uh, that's my that's my opinion in this thing. Sushi, what 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 do you think about it? For this question, if you are trying to learn English, you are trying to practice your English vocabulary, and you want to just have a conversation. As Kohal said, it's much better to do the first way of describing the meaning instead of resorting to another language. This is okay as long as you are talking with someone of your who understands similar languages with you. But just imagine you're talking to a foreigner, 
and if you resort if you suddenly revert back to your own language is it do you think they will be able to understand you firstly it's very awkward secondly that will actually send you into panic mode where you are going to start wondering of what to do to avoid that it is better if you can just describe the meaning but in the case that you are uh, you aren't able to explain the meaning just use your phone to translate or better just search in google images you will get some sort of conceptual understanding of what it is and they will the foreigners will be able to understand and also to avoid embarrassing yourself and also, yeah and, and also to avoid potentially of embarrassing yourself so remember when it comes to language google is your friend and a very important friend yeah but sometimes google translate is wrong <laughs> i i had that experience before all right the thing is google translate is at sometimes it's wrong but it's better than nothing right true <laughs> right, moving true. on does it matter if you don't have the correct accent no it does not matter the most important thing is to have correct pronunciation you can have whatever accent you want the pronunciation is the most important thing yeah, I'm sure Richard will agree as well yeah I agree as well this is quite similar to the previous question we had about accent I'm British US accent it's true you don't have to have a particular accent to speak English. It's just that you have to speak good English with the correct grammar and correct pronunciations and all. It's fine. As long as you are understandable and the clarity is on point, the accent does not matter much. Accent is just there for style points. Style points, yeah. That's just like the cherry on top. Something like that. Okay, now that if you have finished a couple of questions, let's move on. How often does a fluent English speaker use English? Hmm. So, Gohan, what about you? Very often, every single day. I think most, whenever I'm thinking to myself, I use English. Whenever I watch videos on YouTube, English, Twitch streams, English, everything is English. I, I prefer English over my uh, mother tongue, which is Chinese, so yeah. For me, my mother tongue is Tamil. At my household, we all speak Tamil. English is only, I only use English when I'm talking with my friends. Most of my friends right now, most of them are Chinese. And I don't know Mandarin. That leaves me with no choice but to speak English with them. But when, so when, you, when you think to yourself, do you use Tamil English? That's the weird part of it. I can speak both languages to myself. <laughs> okay. If, okay. For example, if, if it happens on impulse, like I'm not even thinking about that I'm thinking or not, it happens without any kind of effort, it's Tamil. But if at all, I'm trying to think about something very seriously, I can switch between languages. So it's quite a, quite an experience. So if you ask me, ask me about the frequency, I would say daily, like, because I have to go to school daily. 
and the whole uh, most of my homeworks are in English. Yeah, quite often, very often. Right, cool, cool, cool. Next up, uh, does <clears throat> how do you usually practice? Oh, who do you usually practice English with? Well, usually practicing English with myself or with my friends, because I think to myself uh, using English and I speak to with my friends. Sometimes I would use English. Uh, yeah, that's how I practice with English with. The same goes for me, lah. Yeah. No, Sorry, sorry. The same goes for me because I have to speak in English with my friends. No other choice. Yeah. The list of interesting questions we have. Why is it English but not other languages? I mean, if he or she is the best at English compared to other languages. So, Gohal, what do you think about this question? You, you, do you mean that if this, why is this person good at English compared to other languages that they know? Yeah. Ah. Mm. I think it's because uh, I was introduced to the English language at a very young age uh, by my parents. And I just found the fondness in it uh, when I was introduced to it. So yeah, that's how I really liked English more than other lang languages that I know. My Chinese is very bad. I, s uh, I mean, speaking is alright for me in Chinese, but the other part of it, as I mentioned, writing part of it is I'm very bad at, at that in Chinese. Yeah, we know. We know. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to say, man, your English writing, written one is, it's very, very commendable. If in my case, I believe that exposure to a certain language impacts our proficiency and how we learn that, how we how good we are with the language. Most of the things that I do right now is associated with English. Watching YouTube, reading news. Even looking at advertisement nowadays, everything's, everything is in English. So I would say that that played a crucial part when it comes to getting better in English. Oh, wow, that's very interesting. All right, next up. Did Doraemon ever give you a translation gummy to eat? Um, he he did, but I don't feel the impact of it. I'm pretty sure it was just like a norm, normal vitamin C gummy. Yes, right, Gohal. As, as I can remember, when I was seven years old, Doraemon came to my house and knocked and gave me the translation gummy. Do, yeah, do, do you feel like... anything? Or is it just like a normal vitamin C? Just normal vitamin C. You know, you know, not, you know not vitamin C. Like, you know gummy bear? Like gummy bear. <laughs> the, orange, the orange flavor. No, something ah, similar yes. to it. I was like, okay. It's very nice. Very nice. Okay, proceeding from that question. Does a fluent English speaker secretly judge others' grammar when they're in a conversation? Oh, yes. Every single time. Every single time, yes. It's the sinister, sinister side of an English speaker. Yes. Of an English speaker. 
deep, obviously. deep down, like, like on, on, on the outside, we're like, ah, it's, it's okay one, it's okay one. Like, it's, it's normal uh, if you don't speak it fluently, uh, you need to learn. Uh. But deep down, uh, we're down there laughing. I'm judging them. <laughs> it's not more of a laughing, it's more like, for example, Okay, also, for it's, example, again. Yeah, for example, I don't want to use the word example, it's going too long. Okay. Sinister being sinister apart and laughing apart, it's more like we are used to good, uh, we, we are used to English that is grammatically accurate and stuff. So when someone speaks with a kind of broken English, we do not actually laugh at them, we do not belittle them. It's more like we are trying to have that normal conversation flowing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So something like that. Don't let our comments belittle you when you're starting out with English. We are not belittling anyone. It's just that once you reach that certain caliber of English, it starts to feel very different when someone does not speak with a good English. But yeah, no it's worries. Like, it's, it's normal for other things that you do. Like for example, if a person is good at badminton, for example, and then uh, someone who's just starting out, of course the pro player would judge the one who's starting out as well. It's always normal one in this kind of. I in this felt world. like that was a personal attack towards me. <laughs> I don't know why. I, why? I was, it wasn't meant for you. Okay, it wasn't meant for you. It's, it's just suddenly the badminton thing popped into my mind. As far as I can remember, and as far as I know, I am one of the <clears throat> not so good player. You're good. In, I, in our class. You're good. You're good. You're good. You're at least at, at my level. Yeah. Liar. <laughs> okay, but our quarrel aside. Okay, now. Moving no, on no. to the <laughs> moving on to the next question. How do you How... get to know more vac- vocabulary and maybe bombastic words? So, how, how do you do it, Rishi? There's a popular website called Thesaurus. Thesaurus.com That's where I usually go to find synonyms. Actually, bombastic words for me is not a necessity. If you watch enough YouTube videos or English shows, I'm pretty sure you can pick up a lot of vocabularies. A lot of vocabulary words. But don't use this as an excuse to watch forever, watch all the time. Huh? It's just a way to get more, more words. And our school essays, when we write, we used to see it as a boring task, like endless task just to do, keep on writing and writing and writing. But if you just take a step back and find synonyms for the words that you normally use, huh? I can guarantee you that the essay will get more rich, uh, you get richer and your vocabulary will expand. For example, the word hungry. If you, if you want to get it better, if you want it to be better, you can use the word ravenous, like extremely hungry. Simple tweaks, minor tweaks will have a great impact on expanding a vocabulary and making your English better. True, true, true. Nice. For for me, I've been learning English for basically almost all all my life already. So my vocabulary is expanding every single day. And since I watch YouTube videos every single day, watch uh read storybooks, 
actually, uh, if you guys haven't heard, there's this one storybook, uh, one storybook series that I would rec- recommend for people who's not really good in English. Um, it's called Geronimo's Tilton. I'm sure Rishi knows. Definitely one of my favorites. Yeah, it's very very good. Although I stopped uh collecting the books uh, very few years ago, ever since COVID nineteen hit. These are very amazing story, but very story rich as well. Each with each different books that was released. Yep, definitely. I liked two of the series. Do you remember the Kingdom of Fantasy and the oh, yeah. Journey Through Time? Oh, oh yeah, Kingdom of Fantasy. That one I love it a lot. The Journey Through Time. These two series are my favorites of all time. Yeah, but the, time they, but 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 the, the series is getting the books itself is getting more and more, more and more expensive. It's worth it, like you really want if you are starting out as a beginner and you want to get into intermediate or advanced level of English, I would definitely recommend you as a stepping stone. Yeah, it will be fantastic. And for friends who are listening to this, if you don't want to buy it, uh, drop me a message. I'll lend you the book. Me too. Me too. Happy to happy to lend the book. Happy to spread the joy. <laughs> All right. The next question. Now we are getting into the practical side of how to learn English. How do you practice? I don't have anyone around me that speak English, and it's hard. We feel you. We feel you. So go how. So go how. What do you think about it? Oh, this one ah. Really, just try to speak to yourself using English. That's one of the ways to do it. Um, I don't really know much other ways to practice English. Uh, Rishi, do you have a better solution to this? Yeah, there are a few websites, for example, that is Fluent Two. I think it's Fluent U. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. But this website it actually helps you to speak like a native speaker. Not too much on the accent side, but it will help you to understand English and how to speak it with a proper grammar and pronunciation. And there's also another organization organization called known as Toastmasters. I'm pretty sure Gahau knows it. Do you know Gahau Toastmasters? I I only know Master Chef. Um, two very different things, but Toastmasters <laughs> is where people can learn public speaking skills for English. It's not, it's not only for English language, like it's also available for other languages, but it's English one, one, of, one of it. Is this free? Master, it is free to visit as a guest, but if you're going, it's more like a physical club where you can actually go and speak. Mm, interesting. This is not only for teenagers, it's for grown-ups as well. Even after you graduate from your, primary, uh, from your secondary school, you can still go on to this, uh, this Toastmasters organization and you can for instance, you go there, then you will have there's something called as table topics. You will be given a topic on the spot and you have to speak at that without, without thinking about it, you just have to speak spontaneously. At first it may seem very daunting, very scary and stuff. But once you get that out of that social anxiety, you can speak. No matter whether it's correct or wrong, you just speak what you think. Then in the process your English will grow. 
we will include the links for the for the websites we talked about during the podcast and also the other website that I will, I think will be beneficial to all of you so make sure to check them out hopefully we should remember to send me it okay i will on. remember <laughs> you tend to forget things okay ouch last question for this episode because we're running out of time already what drives the person to be fluent in English? What are the factors? In my case, it was the environment and the need. When I went from second, I went from primary school, secondary school. So for those who doesn't who don't know, I studied in a Tamil school when I was in primary. So when I went to secondary school, there was a need for me to speak in English because all of my classmates were Chinese, and I wasn't fluent in Mandarin. I had to speak in English. So that was and your best option at the time? That was the only option. Not the <laughs> best. The only option. If I had I wanted mean, to study Mandarin, yeah, you it could. would have taken me a long time. Long I mean, time. it's possible, but... <laughs> it's possible, but... It's not feasible. Not lot logical to do so. Yeah. For me... um. One of the main factors, uh, one of the main factors is that back in primary school, uh, I remember primary one, my parents sent me to this tuition center where they teach, uh, very good in English, uh, com- completely out of the not normal Malaysian syllabus. I think they just follow international syllabus. International syllabus. Uh, I don't know from where I forgot already. But yeah, that's one of the factors. Another one is um. I got really addicted to Minecraft videos and the person who does these Minecraft videos is uh, British as well, so yeah. That's how I really improve my English. So you owe your English proficiency to Minecraft? No, not really, like, because <laughs> <laughs> they obviously in a, in a speak way. others yeah, technically, like, but they also <laughs> do speak other stuff on, apart from Minecraft. It, you so, because it is it's impossible for like a twenty minute let's play to be all about Minecraft one. Yeah. So audience, please don't take this advice seriously and get addicted to Minecraft. It's just a way that helped Guahao to master English. I mean, YouTube is a very good platform to improve English. Yeah, good, good. I'm not saying that, and I'm just telling that, do not take word by word and get addicted to Minecraft. It's just a way that had to go how. Are we actually anything? giving advice? Uh, because this this question isn't even asking us to give advice. It's just asking what are our factors only. So I, I hope that yeah. you guys don't take yeah. this seriously. Take, yeah, that's, that's what I wanted to tell them as well. All right. With that question, we have come to the end of this episode. This episode was mainly to answer the questions from the Instagram poll. So we are very happy that we were able to answer all of your questions. If you have more questions, just DM us and we will try our best to reply all of your messages. That was a big promise. So Felicia and Victoria, <laughs> please do it, eh? Yeah, we are not a reason to <laughs> We are not a reason to admit. But no but worries. Some, but, but, but I do have access to the Instagram account, so maybe I will answer it if I can. Uh, sure. yeah. we, will, we will always be there. We will try our very best. To answer all of your questions so don't be don't be afraid or don't be embarrassed that we will judge you or we will post anything no worries we won't post everything is pnc 
you have to clarify y'all. Alright. Yeah, we did, we did, we did have to clarify that. So thank you everyone for tuning in today to listen to our podcast, and we'll meet you next week with another episode. Bye.